Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast featuring Dave Cariello, Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Hell. We are the perfect blend of saint sincerity and stupidity. How many RPMs would it take for the Julio copter to actually fly away? And how many fumbles would happen as a result? <laughs> well, that's a trick question because you can only fumble once. If you're not having fun when your team is 11-2 and winning <laughs> back-to-back division titles for the first time in 50 years, then you need to stop watching. And now, here's your host, Ralph Malbrook. All right! Everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal let seat geek do the work for you their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game concert or show and the and rates them on a scale of zero to ten to let you know if you are getting the best bang for your buck a green dot means it's a great deal a yellow dot means it's a good deal a red dot not so good deal. Use the promo code ACAA at checkout. Receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? The promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. Seat Geek, life's an event. We have the tickets. All right. So, uh, we are uh, hardwired in. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, we got the good stuff. Right into the veins. Um, which you know we tried it. Uh, we tried it Saturday, Andrew. Right, it didn't work. Uh, I still had some problems, but I straightened that out. So we're good. So that's a little inside stuff for the, for the random people on the live stream. We're excited to have you. Uh, so the Saints did rookie minicamp. Did either of you <laughs> take ten minutes out of your weekend to give a shit about minicamp? No, I, I was most interested in who ended up getting contracts. Um, and uh, Genio Grissom, you know, former draft pick who was from Oklahoma, I saw his name on there. And uh, Genio Grissom sounds like a reject from uh, Jersey Shore. Yeah, he's a reject from the Patriots, actually. <laughs> um, and uh, they also signed Sylvester Williams, who was a bust first round pick. So. I don't know. Those are both kind of interesting. I mean, those are those are guys that uh, have been on other teams that have played in the league. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they outperformed rookies. Dave, if I gave you, if I offered you five million dollars to name where either of those two guys went to college without the ability to look it up on the internet, could you do it? 
Dave. He muted himself. Well, he he muted, yeah, he either muted himself or that question just made him hang up because he, <laughs> he was left. too afraid to admit. He was too afraid to admit that he couldn't get it right. Uh, I couldn't. I could. I couldn't have answered either of those. Um, I mean, did you? You, as we wait for Dave to return, Andrew, you were you were kind of freaking out because the Saints, most teams by this point have like ramped up to almost ninety people, and you in the last couple of days are like the Saints. They haven't signed. They haven't gotten to ninety. Why haven't they gotten to ninety? And I, my theory was, the Saints trying to get to 90 it was kind of difficult because their rosters loaded udfas they have like a one percent chance to make a normal team when the roster is good they have a like zero percent chance so my theory was the 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 saints were like a a, a person when you when the, when the hurricane comes and you're shopping at walmart and yeah you need you know you need to make food purchases but there's literally no food to buy that's how I, I felt the saints were trying to get the roster to 90 there's like nothing worth buying but they made some moves today um, Dave, are you back with us? I am, actually. I don't know what happened. My internet right. connection just totally dropped out. <laughs> so, um, well, once Ralph gets his shit fixed, it's no surprise right, that right. Dave would then immediately. Sure. Another domino Mis- fall. Misery does love company. So, right. Dave, the question I asked right before you dropped off, Andrew named the last two people that the Saints just signed. Uh, one was from New England, and one was a draft bust. I off. I said, if you if I offered you five million dollars and you didn't have access guy? to the internet, could you name where either of those two men went to college? I, I don't even know what their names are. I, the only thing I know about is 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 one of them the fullback from the Lions. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah, they did. They, they, there was a fullback they signed. Yeah, they did. Didn't they just Didn't they just sign a fullback from the Lions? Didn't they today? They did. Yeah. Uh, no. No. I don't. No. I. I. I you know, I listened to uh, I listened to some AM sports talk radio this evening on my way running errands and on the way home. I listened to Brett Martell at the AP. He was talking with um, Corey Johnson. They were talking about rookie minicamp. Um, obviously, everybody was talking Corey about Corey Johnson. Corey Johnson, yeah. Uh, I love Corey, by the way. He's he's coming to the store. I've met him a couple of times. I actually like his show. I think he's probably got one of the best local shows on the radio in New Orleans. Um, and uh, but uh, so obviously, what I do know is that everybody was talking about uh, Gardner Johnson, or is it Johnson Gardner? Gardner Johnson. Okay. Well, Gardner. what I learned was that apparently he went by Johnson Gardner, like part of the way through his career at Florida and then switched it and now goes by Gardner Johnson. So like, it's like super confusing, especially <laughs> if you've like been following him like throughout his career. I, I'm, I'm almost, I, I, I'm pretty sure that that's what they were, unless they were joking. Was he just like I, too shy to correct people on the, on the, on the flip flop? I don't know. I have, I have no idea unless, unless Brett Martell was, was was just joking around, but I've listened to Brett Martell and Corey Johnson regularly, and I haven't really known Brett Martell to be much of a jokester. He's kind of, you know, very straightforward and bland. Uh, I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way, but um, so I don't know. So so I heard that he was doing great, and um, you know, I think a lot of people were hyped up about the tight end. I saw Ralph tweet about that too, and uh, and then the uh, who was it? Uh, there was somebody else that I thought had like was uh, oh maybe that was it yeah that was it. I, I mean, how many of these guys are gonna make the final roster? Three, four, one. 
I mean, I mean, three, three, three years ago, half of them would have been on the team. I know, uh, but but thankfully it's 2019, so maybe like two or three of them will make the team. Hey, Andrew, I don't think two will make the roster. Do you? This is like draft picks and stuff. No, I mean, two of what? I don't know that. I don't know that all the draft picks will make the roster. Two, two do you? Two UDFA's aren't making this roster, right, Andrew? No. Mm, well, I mean, let's see. Last year. I mean, if you count, like, Kirkwood, who made the team halfway through the year, and JT Gray, who, like, made the team to start the year and then ended up not really being on the team. And then uh, who was the other one? Uh, oh, Stallworth was, like, the one that was there all year. Yeah. yeah I think it'll play out like that. I, I think there'll be one, like, Stallworth that kind of, from start to finish, is on the team. Then you'll have one that makes it through first cuts and then three weeks into the season, and like, yeah. And then, uh, and then there's you know guys from the practice squad that'll get called up after injury. So I mean, yeah, I think a couple. Uh, just FYI, Andrew, I'm in the live chat too. I can see what you're saying. You don't have to freaking hide your opinions from me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I need a. Do I need a cat? Can I need a cat sound effect besides our natural one in the background? I think we've got plenty of cat sound effects. Thank you. So, you know, here's the thing, man, is, you know, the, the big news that, that me and Andrew were um, chatting about and, you know, even before the live stream kicked off, but people were wanting updates. The, the sex uh, toy people have not returned my email. I emailed them multiple times. They have not gotten back to me with uh, their proposal or what they want to do as far as sponsor the show. I will say, the interesting they're thing not, about they're this, not they're uh, not they've never had somebody actually respond to them <laughs> and take them seriously, so they're not they have no <laughs> idea what to, what to do. They don't clearly, know they've never is. met Ralph Malbro. Yeah, they they have no idea what step two is. When they put together the plan, it was step one: spam a bunch of podcast hosts. Step two: question mark. Step three: profit. I don't, we don't know what to do in step two. We don't do. We don't know what to do after we send out the spam email that everybody just marks. Yeah, they're probably respond. all in some basement somewhere. They're like, "Oh my they're, god, Ralph! They're, Ralph responded. What do we do? What do we do?" I, I'm I'm imagining like six people in like in Africa, like crowding around a single screen, uh, just like talking and amongst themselves and deciding what the next move should be. <laughs> I will say though it was interesting. I got a bunch of emails from 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 other people wanting to be a sponsor on the podcast, but most of them just want to pay and be on the show, and that you cannot do. Uh, but yeah. if you want to pay me like a million dollars, I'll just give you the show and I'll go off to the Bahamas and you can take over. But that's never gonna happen. It's too much fun, actually. Uh, so the other big Saints news besides the the people the more people wanting to sponsor the show which is good uh, Ziggy Ansah signed with Seattle and it did in my dream Dave of big, being able to mispronounce Ziggy Ansah's name all year long uh, and does this make you kind of worried about the Saints pass rush because now they have Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport and a bunch of question marks. I mean, whatever. If, if if they didn't think he was worth it, if they weren't willing to spend whatever money, um, I, you know, then I've got to go with it. Um, 
you know, usually in these situations, they make the wrong decision. You know, maybe, you know, they might sign somebody and then all of a sudden the, the medical records, uh, they get a second opinion and all of a sudden the guy's got uh, leukemia and he has to like retire or whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, so if, if the saints thought, leukemia older. <laughs> if, if the saints thought something was wrong, uh, then something definitely was wrong. Uh, no, w- whatever the case may be, it's fine. I mean, I, I well, think hold, they... on, hold on as, as the tournament with Delvin bros leg shows, Maybe the fact that the Saints thought he was too injured and weren't interested in signing him means he really has a clean bill of health and is about to have it. Yeah, you could look at it that way, too. You could look at it. It's, it's, it's a crapshoot. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, it, it was either the, the best, you know. I feel like I'm crazy pills. Yeah, not signing Ziggy Ansah was either the best move they've ever made or the worst move they've ever made. So who knows? No in between. Um, He's yeah, he, exactly. either his shoulder is falling off and it has gangrene, or he's getting 15 sacks. Yeah, nothing in the middle. On, right, he's going to be on IR. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Ralph standard. He's going to yeah. be on, on every IR. Every week during the season, Dave Ralph calls me and he's like, "Andrew, you know this is one of those weeks where Breeze is either going to turn it over seven times, or the Saints are going to win by 50. There's no in between." <laughs> it's true. And guess it's, what? I, in between happens every time. Um, <laughs> wait, no, but Ralph, back, back to your original question. I mean, I think that I think the Saints have addressed defensive line a good bit. I mean, they signed two defensive tackles. Um, they who did they draft? Well, they drafted a linebacker, but um, yep. didn't do anything in the draft. Yeah, yeah. Well, really nailed that one. <laughs> well, here's a here's a here's a fun. Here's a fun question. They're sniffing around in Dominic and Sue again. What's y'all's thoughts on that? Mm, uh, One year contract, I'm all for it. I feel like yeah, I, feel I, like, agree. I feel like Sue is 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 Nick Fairley all over again. Okay, so if you <laughs> want to know my feelings about the Saints signing Donkey Kong Sue, uh, <laughs> just just l- listen to all of our past podcasts about Fairley. Um, if they want to bring him in on a one-year contract, great. Multi, multi-year deal worth lots of money. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I mean that's all he would be getting for sure. I mean, do you think where's his? I mean, granted, I will come clean and say, look, I didn't think Ziggy Ansah was going to get nine million dollars with thirteen million dollars he can go to with incentives. I didn't think he was going to get anywhere near that because me and Dave and, and, and Andrew, we've been joking. You know, he's been on the tour. He went to like six, seven different teams. And I just felt when you do that tour and you're injured, like I figured he'd get like a $5 million deal, but he got paid. So Sue got paid last year, and we kind of figured that, look, he's going to go to the Rams. They have a ton of cap space. It's in L.A. It's just a better fit for him, whatever. But this year, he's a year older. He really underachieved for the Rams and didn't do a damn thing except in the playoffs. He was really good against the run. Besides that, he really wasn't that good. So, Andrew, where do you think his price point, like he's a stock or something, I'm, I'm Jim Cramer on mad money, but where do you think his, his, his price is going to be? Uh, I mean, what, what was it, $10 million last year? No, it was got? more than that. More? It was like um, it was like fourteen. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Loomis will say, "Hey, we'll give you six million to play with us this year." And you know, it. I the thing is, like, 
I know that he got to the Super Bowl and he played well in the playoffs, but his tape shows that he kind of loafed all year. He kind of slacked his way into giving half-ass effort and the offense bailed him out all year. And they ended up having a pretty easy schedule because Arizona and the 49ers were both awful. And it was a down year in Seattle. So, like, they they, they coasted, man, to that division. And... I just think – I don't think it was very impressive. Like, He's I don't think anyone looked at his year and says, man, we're going to pay him another one-year $14 million. I think that ship has sailed. And so I think the best Sue gets at this point is maybe six or seven a year. But here's the thing, though, Dave, back to your Nick Fairley comparison. If, if, if Sue wasn't motivated in L.A., on a 12 and 4 team that ended up winning the NFC championship by bogus circumstances obviously if he wasn't motivated on that team all year well he was why motivated the fuck is he going to be motivated for the Saints yeah i was going to say i mean you say he wasn't motivated but i mean you know he kind of stepped it up in the playoffs and he's he you know the last last few weeks of the season and into the playoffs he was uh he was playing pretty well so uh I'm I'm willing to take a guy like that if he wants if he wants to uh, take it easy early on in the season and then start uh, you know crushing worlds in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, okay, sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like the Saints are loaded on the interior, but then you know you've got Rankins. Who knows when he's going to be back? Obviously, you're counting on Malcolm Brown to start. On Yamada, Ra- Rankins isn't going to be back till like November. I, mm-hmm. I would. Wouldn't plan on having him till. I hope that's not Here's true. The thing. But yeah, it's Sue, I, I thought something came out that said he wasn't going to be available till like October or something. At least Sue was next to an alien that is Aaron Donald, and he was still meh. Like I just, the more I think about it, I just. Well, yeah. that six million good, dollars he was on a very else. good defensive line. I mean, I, I think, I think a guy like Su would, would. I, I think you'd notice him a lot, a lot in a, on a on a line like New Orleans, uh, just because I think he would stand out for sure. No, the Rams have the Rams have you. Donald and Brockers. At Andrew, I mean, Tanzel Smart from Tulane. <laughs> so, all right, hypothetical, Andrew. The Saints signed two for six million dollars. How many good games do you have to have for, in the regular season? For you to not hate the signing, define good. I mean, I don't know. Like he's like a, a, one of the people that PFF mentions in the good part of the rankings. I don't know. Like, uh, you know. yeah. I mean, I would say give me three good games, <laughs> and then he turns it on in the playoffs. I mean. The thing is, right, if the Saints were to get Sue, I wouldn't even be counting on him to be a starter, playing every week, dominating the interior. That would not be my expectation at all. My expectation would be you've got a three- or four-man rotation with Onyemata and Brown and Stallworth and and just hold it down until Rankins can get back. That's your job. And then once we get to the playoffs, hopefully, you know, maybe you'll get – a handful of snaps and you know I, I mean it wouldn't be his job to play 80% of snaps anymore uh yeah I mean is there 
Is there anybody out there besides Sue that sort of intrigues you, Andrew, as a um, as a veteran that you'd like the Saints to like kick the tires on or bring it or sign to like a one year deal? Yeah, I mean, there's no one. I'm, I was looking at the free agency the other day, and there's no one that really at this point appeals to me that much. So, you know, I think the roster is what it is. Um, you know, some people were asking me about Kyle Rudolph, the tight end. I, I think you need to see what happens with Jared Cook first before you start burning 2020 assets more. You know, we've already <laughs> lost the second we round. You need to pick, save those so. for October, baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so let's let, yeah, let's make sure that tight end is the problem and not somewhere else before we go burn twenty twenty assets to fix it. Um, so, no, I mean at this point, I feel like the roster is the roster. Um, you know, now if you ask me what don't I love, uh, there's a few. I don't love receiver. I still think receiver is we're really counting on the combination of Traquan and. Cam Meredith and Kirkwood and Ted Ginn. Like, we're, we need at Dave, least two of, those, you, two of those to step up. Will you draft a Saints receiver not named Michael Thomas in your fantasy oh. league? Oh, oh. Uh, no. Well, mm, draft, no. Well, mm, <laughs> this, this is tough. I mean, Kamara and Jared Cook are going to be number two and number three on the team in reception. Right. I mean, well, it's tough because, like, no, I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, if I if I did, it would be very, very, very late round. But otherwise, I would just pick them up, uh, you know, after the draft and free agency or whatever. But the only reason I pause is I feel like I play in a league that's a bunch of New Orleans guys. And so they all know the Saints, too. So they would maybe do the same thing. So maybe I would draft somebody like, you know, maybe I would draft somebody like Traquan, you know, like second to last round or something like that after I've got my kicker or my defense or something like that. But um, no, do you guys listen to, um, man, I was listening to the NFL ringer podcast and they were talking about um, uh, dream trades. Yeah. Oh, so, so you listen to that. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. So and they, they, Robert they, Mays wanted the saints to get AJ green. Yes. That's who it was. AJ. I green. mean, I was like, yeah, buddy, let's go. Let's do that. I mean, <laughs> Andrew, that would, be, that would be some stuff. That would be, that could be, it, it won't have, it's not going to happen now, but that could be some crazy Mickey Loomis type shit in October of if Cincinnati is bad and is like wanting to do a fire sale and is willing to give AJ Green, who is older now, if they wanted to give him away for a third or a fourth round pick, like that is a Loomis special, let's do a, live stream podcast the beginning of October because the Saints just got A.J. Green. So it's not totally insane, is it, Andrew? Mm, I think it's pretty insane. He's in the last year of his contract. Um, you know, I, 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 I just – I don't remember all of the reasons that he gave for, for it being a, a, a legitimate possibility, but at whatever he was saying, it was all making sense to me. I was like, I was like, yeah, that all makes sense. I could see that happening for sure. I mean, it would be now. I will say this, um, Fredo in the chat. Um, thanks for the stats, man. That's good stuff. But he he uh, he pointed out what Onyemana stats, or sorry, Sue stats were last year. Um, and last year he played in all sixteen games. He had four and a half sacks, 
59 tackles, and 19 QB hits. Um, by comparison, Onyemata last year also had four and a half sacks, only 35 tackles, and six QB hits. So, you know, basically last year he was a plus version of Onyemata. Now, that's not good for Nadamik and Sue. That's not what we're used to seeing from Sue. Um, that's not worth 14 million, but you put Sue next to you get Onyamata out of Sue and you put him next to Onyamata, and it's basically like you got two Onyamatas next to each other. And that's pretty good. So yeah, I mean, like Tom Stewart said, I, I think six million, that's a good get. Um, and I, that, that's a player you want. I think the Rams just overpaid based on what they got. Sue's not the guy he used to be, but you look I at just, his stats. I mean, it, it looks like Onyemata, except a little better. I think that's. I. I don't feel like we're comparing apples to apples here. I feel like we're comparing apples to oranges. I mean, Why? if you well, if you put Onyemata on the Rams, does he even make the Rams? Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He all right. Wait, he makes the Rams. He's on the team. Yeah. Onyemata right. didn't he have three sacks against Dallas though? So I like just, his sack I, total I just, is even more. And feel like it looks better than it kind of was. I, I mean, mm. I just. I just feel like Donkey Kong. He's 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 one of of many players on that Rams defensive line that um, are very good, and you know he doesn't necessarily have to play. I just feel like if you take him uh, and you and you put him on a on a defensive line like the Saints that is not very good, he's gonna look a lot better than even the guys. I just, I, I just wait. Did you just say the Saints defensive line is not very good? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they could stand some improvement for sure, yes. Mm. I think it's pretty good. I mean, I think their defensive line is pretty good. I think I think the issue that they have is without the rankings, defensive line. Without rankings you... their interior pass rush might be bad. Yeah, and that's the I concern. agree with that. But Onyemata, Rankins... Davenport and Jordan. You guys, you guys, Malcolm Brown. Sense. I mean, that's pretty good. Well, first yeah. of all, that, that that's this year's defensive line. We haven't even seen them play, so we don't even know. I mean, I'm I'm just talking about last year. I I don't I didn't think that they were. I, I would say they were average. No. What the fuck are you talking about, man? The Saints' defensive line. Dude, I, they they blew our sack ask out of the water. How many sacks were, did we ask for, Ralph? We asked for forty, and what did they get? I have to look it up. How does this? How, I, I, like I, don't, I don't care how they did compared to what you wanted them to do. How no, but forty is a high number. League? Forty sacks in a year is a high how number. How did they do compared to the rest of the league? Where do they stack up? Are they top ten? Were they top ten? In sacks, they were top five I, in sacks. Okay. Ooh, damn. What you gotta say now, buddy? I, I don't know. I guess I've been drinking. Too much. <laughs> I'm looking it up My as we speak. No, I mean, you look at last year. I thought, I thought Jordan was obviously off the charts. He was excellent. Rankin, Rankin. I thought going into this offseason, we wanted another pass rusher to get to the quarterback. Yes, because Okafor left. Okafor, Okafor was okay. There you go. Okafor was like good exceeded our expectations but he's no cam jordan don't we want another cam jordan across cam jordan just like we want another michael thomas across from michael thomas well i think the idea is that davenport is that guy i mean you don't give up two firsts unless you think he's the the jordan across from jordan i hope so 
Yeah, the Saints were fourth in sacks. Okay, I mean that's so, damn good. Yeah, I mean, I mean Rankins and no, Rankins and I remember. Rankins I mean, and uh, Jordan were phenomenal last year. I mean, at the end of the year, yeah, no, not Rankin. for the not for the entirety, but for the by the end of the year, you could argue Rankins was the Saints' best pass rusher over Jordan, and and a little bit more consistent. I mean, he got injured in the playoff game, so people don't remember that. But, I mean, Andrew, I think that was an argument that pe- we were st- – it wasn't not, not necessarily an argument. It was like a really nice problem to have, right? We're like, I think Rankins might be a better pass rusher now than Jordan is late in the same- – so, so, I mean, Rankins is a big, big hole to fill. And I, th- I, I don't think Saints fans quite appreciate how big it is. Uh, yet. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, the sooner Rankins can get back, the better. I mean, but he, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm nervous about it. Is is it? I hate the Rankins injury. I'm unsure about, you know, the new guys. I know Malcolm Brown is good. I like the Malcolm Brown signing, but, uh, I'm, you know, Okafor is gone. Uh, Davenport is a question mark. I just I'm I'm a little nervous about them repeating I last mean, year. Supposedly Rankin's Achilles is worse than Okafor's. I think I read that somewhere. Um, so I don't believe I, you. I mean, are you good? What is November. a fair? What's November, what's fair to expect from Rankin's? What's fair to expect from Rankin's Andrew? Because I mean, I don't think he's going to be as good as he was last year at any point this year. Probably not. I mean, so, if we're being realistic, probably not. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's Live just... Live stream is dead. <laughs> so... Dive. Rip. So, thanks to the people in the live chat mentioning that their uh, their koozies are coming in. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, somebody very special... My wife. ...for mailing each one of those uh, individually for you people. She did a great job. The stream died. What? The stream's good, I think. Yeah. So, uh, I killed it when I said the defensive line wasn't any good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, the thing is, they need, they need Davenport to be fucking amazing i think yeah. be- because yeah. because and that's not a good not a good position to be in yeah we're we're we're, right. we're rolling the dice you know and we're putting all of our eggs in one basket as but opposed they, they kind of did that when they traded two first round picks for him though yeah oh yeah i'm not saying they did that this year this, yeah. That that was a potential mistake. I'm not going to say it was a mistake because we don't know. Uh, but that was a potential mistake made uh, two years ago or a year ago or whatever. Uh, you know. <laughs> but w- once again, it goes back to the you know it, when you're you're drafting, you're signing players. I, I don't get it. I don't understand why you don't you want as many bites at the apple, as many rolls of the dice, uh, as many chances to hit the bullseye as possible. Uh, but the Saints do it the opposite way. They, they, they just guess on guys and 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 bet on 
you know, on on a few a handful of players only. The, yeah, the but Sa- I mean, you gotta you gotta say this about the Saints: they they wouldn't have Camara. Yeah, the, the they, Saints. If they weren't your route, Dave. They would not have Camara. Why is that? Because they traded up in the third round to get him, mm-hmm. and it, it, you know he would have been gone by the time they picked in the third round. So, you know, you lose assets doing that, but I mean, you know, you got to look at what Kamara means to this team and this offense now. And Sean Payton had a very clear vision for him and he felt well, like he could be really let successful. Me, let me, let me respond to that point actually and say they would have gotten Kamara. You want to know why? Because they would have had multiple fucking picks in the third round. If they had kept trading down all the time, <laughs> they would have had multi, they probably would have had a higher pick in the third round that they could have used to get Kamara. Okay. <laughs> The one thing about the Saints draft theory is they believe that their draft board is the best. So when they see a dude that's, you know, like McCoy, who's a borderline first round pick and he's there at 48, they go and get him. So the problem for the Saints is when they have a year where their draft board is shit, their draft is a complete disaster and you've burned future assets on bad players. You know, that's what happened in 2014, 2015 and, and partially even 2016, a little bit. Um, so that kind of incorporates all the saints news that we have this week, but we still have the worst Sean Payton moves bracket. As we continue on, we are in the elite eight gentlemen, uh, and this first round, this this Elite Eight matchup, Dave, is strong. And I'm starting with you because it's, it's dear to your heart. The 16 seed, Kevin Hauser's pyramid scheme versus the number nine seed, Nick Fairley's contract extension. Who you got? Well, hold on. Uh, let's, 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 <laughs> assume, let's assume that people are listening for the first time and they might not know what the Hauser pyramid scheme is. So can you please explain what these two things are? All right. Don't you have like a sound bite for that? Uh, uh, do I? I think I think you are correct, Dave. Let me uh, let me uh, pull that up. I I uh, I um I uh. Let's see. I do actually. I do have the uh, I do have the Hauser preview. So here we go. Kevin Hauser's pyramid scheme is the Sean Payton's worst decision tournament bracket, number 16 overall seed. Sean Payton's decision to invest in Hauser's tax scheme cost the coach a cool $144,000. Tax credits in Louisiana as an investment could possibly go wrong. Payton should have just taken that $144,000 and set it on fire. Payton did at least get the last laugh on Kevin Hauser by cutting the long snapper. Ralph, you were stroking out. Sorry there, gentlemen. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, the uh, the Kevin Hauser soundbite got eaten by the by the by the termites. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're swarming tonight. <laughs> so so that's sort of extent. but it's basically you can the movie tax breaks that Louisiana gives you can buy those tax breaks 
and buy and sell them and use them as you see fit. And Kevin Hauser, Andrew, you did research. Charles Grant, how much did he invest in it? Dude, I mean that poor bastard. <laughs> um, it was I think it was four hundred and fifty K that he put into that. <laughs> Man. Well, I mean, to be fair, he Charles Grant made some money while he played with the Saints. He got some pretty big contracts, didn't he? I mean he did. But I mean he made he he probably made forty five million from the Saints, fifty million, but but four hundred and fifty grand, Dave, is four hundred and fifty grand. I don't I mean, unless you're Jeff Bezos and you have that like in a trash can somewhere, like that's a lot of money. I mean Well, I mean, I wouldn't be happy about losing it, but I'm just saying if I've got forty five million dollars it's invested, and I should. I, I'm making at least four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Is it though? If on, you try on, to invest in, tax, in, a, in a pyramid tax credit, no, I'm not. Are you? Are the rest of your investments solid? No, I'm not sure I, that's quite right. I am not investing in that. I'm investing in uh, <laughs> you know, uh, some Vanguard ETFs or uh, market. <laughs> I'm not investing in uh, in tax credits. I didn't even know that was possible. How can you buy a tax credit? So what do you do? You buy it and you sell it to movie people? No, I don't think you sell it. I think you just hang on to it, right? And to do yeah. what? I don't understand it. I don't get it. And just you just trust Kevin Hauser. Just give him your money. <laughs> yeah, he's a certified CPA. He's really smart with that stuff. He's going to take care of you. Just give him your money. It's fine. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> I'm voting for. Uh, you don't need to understand it, Dave. Just pay the man. I don't really know how the whole tax credit scheme uh, even got this far, because to be honest with you, it, you know, it's just it screwed people off the field. But the only way it really even had any effect in the on-field was the fact that they had to cut Kevin Hauser, who was a pretty decent long snapper. But the jokes uh, have been gold. That's why it's an elite eight team. <laughs> You're right. Uh, so I mean, in all seriousness, we got to go with fairly. I mean, that cost the team a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of money. It is kind of unbelievable that. You know, Nick Fairley, he comes to the Saints, and I think, well, Dave wasn't a fan of the signing, I think, to begin with. Fairley was, Fairley is not that different from Ndamukong and Sue, and it's kind of funny that they actually played alongside each other in Detroit. But, you know, he's kind of a guy that was drafted in the first round, and most people expected him to be a superstar because he was a freakish talent, and he kind of underachieved his whole career. He comes to the Saints and has a career year, the best year of his career. Uh, finishes the year with six and a half sacks. And, I mean, it was just – he was awesome for the Saints that year. Um, awesome enough that he signs a long-term deal and boom. Long-term deal as soon as the – the ink is barely dried. And he has a heart condition that <laughs> him from ever being able to play football again. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> that – you know, I'm kind of disappointed that this didn't happen in the 70s because this story is such a Saints 70s story. Tom you Stewart know? says, bring your T-shirt money to me, Dave, uh, and I'll show you how those tax credits work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, the Charles Grant thing, though, I mean, he gave, he gave Hauser half a million dollars. Um, Breeze sued him. Uh, apparently he gave money back to Sean Payton, so that that kind of settled. But you they know, had to get him up out that locker room pronto, like yeah. 
It wouldn't. It wouldn't have mattered if he would have had to have been a first team All Pro to stay in that locker room. I know Sean Payton was like, it did. We didn't. It, the cutting him, it didn't have to do with the tax scheme. Bull shit. Okay. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure Hauser didn't want to be there either. If Payton didn't cut him, Hauser probably would have fucking retired or done whatever he could to get that. <laughs> well, he, well, he would have died in the locker room. Somebody would have shanked him. Um, I mean, yeah, this one's tough for me, man. I, I'm voting Hauser. What? I'm voting Hauser. This is ridiculous. Man, I'm voting. It's so hard. I'm. See, the jokes are good both ways because the pyramid scheme jokes are just quality and they will flow. But the Nick Fairley extension jokes just because of Dave's, Dave's seething rage over it still. It still has comedy potential in our little world. So it's so hard. I'm going Nick Fairley's extension. I think the tiebreaker <laughs> is the jokes are about the same, but Nick Fairley was actually on field, and it actually it did potentially hurt the Saints yes. on field and cap-wise. Yeah. So I go Nick Fairley. So Nick Fairley's extension goes w- to Warg- uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Wargot, Wargot. He says uh, if the Nick Fairley thing happened in the 70s, they wouldn't have found the heart issue, and he would have dropped dead. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. If it was early yeah. 80s, he definitely would have dropped dead because he probably would have been doing coke like the rest and, of the And a- AVL Saint 55 said no one said Charles Grant was very smart. Fair point. Man, poor Charles Grant. <laughs> well, come on. I got the impression, yeah. I really don't think he was the smartest uh... – the sharpest crayon in the box. Well, yeah. I will say I'll tell you. Don't, you don't punch you. your starting quarterback in the face. That's another. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. that. I forgot about that. That him, him and Aaron Brooks fought on the plane ride home, right? Yep. <laughs> so the next one is uh, number 13, allowing Mike Cirillo in the building versus number five, Junior Gallette extension. Uh, Andrew, I'll let you kick Cut this the check, one off. Mickey. Cut the check, Mickey. Um, yeah, so J- Junior Gallette, obviously we all know he was a uh, double-digit sag guy. Um, not much against the run, kind of a one-dimensional player, but an exciting, explosive pass rusher. Uh, the Saints gave him an extension, and he immediately went crazy, both on <laughs> and off the field. He was a locker room cancer. Uh, somehow was elected captain which allowed him to infect the locker room even further and um then uh he was cut he was cut and similar to the fairly thing because he was cut right after he signed it was like he he was he cost the saints more off the team than he did on it (laughs) and the saints still cut him that that was how awful and uh you know just unmanageable that situation was but he then creates a fake account on Twitter and begins to air the dirty laundry of numerous teammates. Um, and then uh, goes on a drunken rant at some point in the off season, talking about how he's going to the saints facility to pick up a $5 million check. And uh, in which he goes on his cut the check, Mickey rant. Um, and he's clear. He's clearly about two bottles of Hennessy deep at that point. Um, and then, Mike Cirillo, you know. Can I say this? Google Mike Cirillo. He looks like Paul Servino's dumb 
son. Do you have like, any, this sounds like Italian both? stereotyping to me. This sounds you, like Italian stereotyping. Well, yeah. yeah, next. What are you going to say about Anzalone next? <laughs> um, so. So, Ralph, do you have any quotes from uh, Joe Vitt's testimony? I'm Mike actually Cirillo? Mike Cirillo is a liar. We got some notes here from Mr. Cirillo. I'll say this to you, Mr. I'll say this to you, Commissioner, and anybody that's interested. I'm taking Mike Cirillo to court. I'm going to sue his ass for the things he said about me, the things he said about this football team. He's going to be held accountable for everything that he said. I'll make this offer again. If you want me to take a lie detector test this this afternoon, I will do do so. Or if you want me to do it tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon, or I will do it. Mike Cirillo is a liar, a liar. So what was the first... I brought the pay performance program into into the building. That's what he says. That's what Mr. Cirillo says. He's a liar. A liar. That's a direct quote from its grand jury testimony. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the crazy thing that Vit talks about, too, is how Cirillo says that someone died. Yeah. And, and Vit's like... He you know he can't attend practice or whatever, and Vit says he's he's freaking lying, Sean. And Sean Payton's like, come on, man, he he's not gonna make up that someone's dead. And he's like, no, no, I'm telling you, he's lying. And so he calls him, and he's like, hey, we'll get on the plane right now. We'll fly the private jet. We'll be there in an hour. We're we're, we're gonna come get you. We're gonna come be with you in your time of need. And you know, I mean, sure enough, like after that whole conversation, they get off the phone, and Sean Payton looks at Vit, and he says, yeah, you're right, he was lying. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, Cirillo is basically the smoking gun. He is the uh, whistleblower on Bounty Gate. Um, this it's one's a fucking tough. rat. Yeah, because I think, you know, you you wonder about Cirillo's impact on the Saints. And it's, in some ways, I mean, Bounty Gate, I mean, it's immeasurable. Um, you know, Galette, in some ways, is very similar to the Nick Fairley thing financially. Um, and... I mean, giving way worse though, way worse than Nick Fairley. Because at least with Nick Fairley, the Saints could like try to recoup it. They could do some. They could do some. When when you have a player with health issues, you can do some salary cap shenanigans and try to make it better. Like Junior Gallette was just a hand grenade on their cap. The Fairley thing was also really disappointing because we liked Fairley, and I I think the organization and his teammates were bummed because he fit well in the locker room, and we at least got. A pleasurable experience out of him that whole year before the saints got rid of galette was one of the most miserable years i mean one of the most miserable players that i've ever seen on the saints yeah um so this this one's tough for me um i'm gonna go with cirillo just because bounty gate was crippling but <laughs> i could go either way dave who you got and by the way junior galette is maybe you're shining moment at the, the head of canal street chronicles you did your collage mm-hmm. you did investigative yep, reporting about that. that mike wallace at at 60 minutes would have been proud of <laughs> yeah we talked about that last week um i'm, I'm eating an airhead um i think uh <laughs> by the way in the middle of the off season when it's really slow we could do a segment where i eat one of Alvin Kamara's airheads and 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 review it. Yeah. Um. I, I, you got to go with Cerula. I mean, I mean, he's 
he's the impetus for the entire bounty gate thing, and that was whether we like it or not, it's kind of defined the Saints, especially to you know non-Saints fans. Uh, you know, it's something that they constantly bring up, even you know now, seven years later. Or yeah, whatever. one of my my biggest thing, one of my besides the media just being a shit show and carrying the water for the national media, the thing that annoyed me. One of the things that annoyed me the most is nobody in the national media took the time to do even like basic investigating of Cirillo besides Florio. I mean, it wasn't that hard to figure out the dude was a total shit show. But the national media, like Adam Schefter and all these people, they just didn't want to do it. And it was just so frustrating, you know. And it was also frustrating that the Saints. I guess they were scared or whatever. They, did, you know, Joe Vitt did it after the fact of the grand jury, but like while Bounty Gate was still fresh, that first like three, four weeks when it was just crazy, like the Saints didn't try to leak anything to like damage Cirillo's uh, reputation, like you would do in a political campaign where you would leak like the video of the of the senator with the hooker. You know, they didn't do any of that, and it was just it frustrated me but it's got to be it's got to be Cirillo man as bad as as bad as cut the check yeah. was cut the check Mickey was yeah. it's got to be Cirillo yeah clean sweep not not to mention that Cirillo said in his testimony that he didn't spill the beans sooner because he was afraid of uh the the saints would whack him he actually said that <laughs> he used the word whack I don't think he used the word whack, but he... I was going to say, that sounds like he's watched too many movies. He feared feared for his safety and was concerned that uh, if it got back that he was responsible for um, opening the lid on all this, that the Saints would try to to hurt him. I believe he works in the NFL office now, by the way. Of course he does. (laughs) So, the number two seed, Jairus Bird. He was... he was promised a job in the NFL office for his cooperation. For his whistleblowing, yeah. Of yes. course, of course he's got a fucking job. Where else? Who else would hire him anyway? <sighs> I wish I had a – I need a ma – I need a, like a Sopranos or a Goodfellas sound effect for that, but I don't and another, another, another comment I'll make is that Sean Payton was suspended for a year. Greg Williams was suspended indefinitely, and Greg Williams was reinstated first. <laughs> Somebody says, Fredo says, Junior, whip, whip, whip. (laughs) (laughs) Our fans are the best. Uh, So, (laughs) number two seed, Jairus Bird. Number seven seed, Stephon Anthony. Dave, who you got? Uh, Yeah, this is another uh, tough one, but, uh, you know. See, Anthony has the double uh, effect of, not only being a first-round pick bust, but also ruining the Jimmy Graham trade. He, Stephon Anthony, as far as Saints busts go, he should thank the Lord Jesus Christ every day for Max Unger. Because if Max Unger hadn't have been awesome, we would hate Stephon Anthony a thousand times harder than we do. Yeah, although Unger retiring this year kind of, kind of makes that more of a reality, right? Yeah. Because, like, all of a sudden, like, we were expecting maybe two or three more great years out of Unger. I was yeah. not expecting him to retire this year, you know, which kind of mitigates the Graham trade. But now that yeah. he's gone, like, this kind of puts back into play how bad Anthony was. 
Uh, well, regardless, uh, I gotta go with Jairus Bird. Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like they, they bet the farm on Jairus Bird. You know, again, going back to what I said earlier, the Saints, you know, they like to, uh, they like to put all their eggs in one fucking basket. Uh, and hope that the that best could not have failed more epically. And no, it could not have. And, well, um, you know, y- y- your, your argument is that Stefan Anthony was a first round pick. He was supposed to be the savior for the defense. Uh, I would argue Jairus Bird was supposed to be the same thing, uh, but they paid Jairus Bird way more money. I'm going with Bird. And, 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 and let's not let's not forget, too, that after now, we don't know how how serious he was or not. But, you know, they after, after Jimmy Graham. No, I, Anthony. I, I, I understand that, but Jimmy Graham hasn't been I, – I don't know how whether he would have continued being as great as he was if he had stayed with Drew Brees and stayed on the Saints. But ever since he's left the Saints, he's not even come close to, uh, you know, what he used to be. So I, I'm not – I can't really be upset by that. If he was lighting it up in, in Seattle and then lighting it up in Green Bay or whatever, you know, that's another – Story, but he hasn't really been that amazing. Um, but but uh, what I was going to say is, uh, you know, um, what the hell was I going to say? I don't know. You Jarris, fucking interrupted. I mean, Jarris Bird, the Saints made him the highest paid safety in history. And he has a soft spot in my, in my heart because that was major Saints breaking news that happened while we tape this podcast it might be the only time ever and so i have a soft spot for jarris bird um man this is this is such a hard i feel well, i'm going i'm going anthony i'm going anthony because you i already know what? went bird and i'm sticking with bird I, i'm going anthony because you know what bust free agents happen all the time you invest in a veteran and yes the saints went all in on this one and it failed epically but bust busts happen all the time like that's part of the deal and and whether it's free agency or first round pick and i i I view a high ticket free agent and a first round pick as a similar investment like you're Going all in on those players, and you're those, those, are the, those, those are the guys that people like that. Are, are counting on the most. It's <laughs> your high you. ticket free agents and your first round picks. What makes the the biggest thing for me is that not only did they bust on a first round pick, but they gave up Jimmy Graham to get Stefan Anthony. And yes, I, I get that Unger mitigates that a little bit, but you'll remember at the time the Saints had the worst defense in NFL history. And what they tried to do to fix it was trade away Jimmy Graham. And the whole point of that was to improve their defense by getting faster sideline to sideline and getting themselves a capable middle linebacker. And that's why they drafted him. And he was awful. So I'm going Anthony. Do you remember, do you remember after Rob Ryan got fired and he was, he started talking and he was opening his mouth to the media and he had mentioned how, you know, they signed Jairus Bird, and he didn't even, like, want him. He, he, he said he didn't even fit his scheme. You know, the, it was – I, I, he might have even said, you know, use the, the phrase square peg, round hole, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do, do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, so to me so – I, 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 you know, I, I don't know how much of that is true. Um, you know, Rob Ryan was obviously – he was a little bitter, so he might have been, you know, hell hath no fury like a – Fired defensive coordinator scorn, um, but uh, I uh, or even just are you calling Rob Ryan a woman or a hell, you believe 
Hell hath no fury like Rob Ryan scorned. I guess we could be more specific. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Just that 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 soundbite has always kind of stuck in my mind. And I don't know. For some reason, I believe him. For some reason, I just feel like Mickey and Sean, whoever else would have been involved with that. Apparently not Rob Ryan, according to him. Uh, I just feel like they got they got really stuck on the shiny on the shiny new toy, and they just threw caution to the wind and and. And I just I think it was a terrible decision. I think it was a terrible decision. Well, before ah, I give you my obviously it was a terrible decision. We all know that now. Before I give you my pick, uh, all first, all draft picks are gambled, of course, but there is one thing about gambling. Since we started the show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy wagers. There's something for everyone with the best player perks in the sportsbook business. They've been good to us, and I know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code HAPPY25 when creating your account to claim claim your 50% bonus. Laying down 100, you get an extra 50 to play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Promo code HAPPY25. You play, you win, you get paid. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, I want to I just, just point out one thing, too, with Stefan Anthony, okay? Between picks 31 and 45, there were four linebackers taken. You stole right. my thunder, Andrew. I have that draft pulled up. God damn it. But all continue. Right. Go, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you. I'll no. let you have. Just name all. I was just going to name them all. Broderick McKinney got picked at 43. Pro Bowl. Eric Kendricks, pick at 45, UCLA, multiple Pro Bowls. Uh, Denzel Perryman, linebacker, Chargers, pick 48. Very good. Uh, So, you know, the Saints, they picked Stephon Anthony and Kikaha, two linebackers who were fucking terrible when they had all these good linebackers. Yeah, basically five linebackers were taken in, in between picks 31 and 48. Five linebackers were taken. Three of them were good. Two of them were picked by the Saints. <laughs> it's like it's like reaching into a bag and there's five diamonds, or or there's five diamonds and two pieces of shit. And the Saints <laughs> picked both pieces of shit. They reached in once, got the piece of shit, said, "Ooh, that's a good one." Put it on the table, reached back in, picked another turd, and said, "Ooh, our day is done." I mean, how is that? That's so. Do you know do we, do how we not have the happy you have Do we not have the happy Gilmore? You eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Uh, no, but we need it. Quote, it would. It would be good. Or this. I picked the wrong week. Quit sniffing blue. <laughs> um. So, I, I'm going Stefan. I go. I go. I gotta go. Stefan Anthony on that one. Wow, Jarris Bird is out of the tournament. Yeah, Shocker. that's gonna make that's gonna make some listeners unhappy. Yeah, it is. Well, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna make uh, some of our people on this show unhappy. So our last uh, Elite Eight game, number three, Steve Spagnola, number six, Jason David. This one, this one has, I think. Somebody that can win this tournament is is going to lose right here, Dave. Who you got? 
I'm going with Jason David. Um, you know, Spagnolo. You know, he was only around for a year, and uh, obviously it was the worst defense in NFL history. But um, I'm going with David. Uh, and 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 how is Jason David more hated than Brandon Brown? He's not hated. First of all, I I I, I really have to. I'm glad you say that because I'm I'm going to clear that up. I don't hate Jason David. He's not hated. And again, I think I said this last week. The whole Jason David thing. The frustration is. 100% with the organization and, and not with him. Uh, I think the organization signed a guy who didn't fit our scheme, right? Jason David was yeah. more of a, uh, I don't remember what it was. Cover no, he two was more corners. Of, he was more of a man guy uh, and we were playing zone. And uh, a, a, another situation of trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. Um, and and it, I, think, it I, think, I think you had that backwards, but continue. What trying to fit a round peg in a no, square no, hole? No, 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 <laughs> no. That we were, we were a man defense. I know. We, we yeah, yeah, we know. We were, yeah, yeah we were right. Uh, I, I, I prefaced it by saying I don't remember which one we were, which one was we were, and which one he was. But, um, and uh, so, I, and 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 not only that, but then they stuck with it for years. They stuck with it for what three years? Yeah. Uh, and and he continued to be still our. Well, not our best, maybe our best cornerback, only because he would actually come up with a turnover every now and then. Well, yeah, and you know what? At least what he had to show for his legacy is decent stats. Like you can look at all the times he was burned and he was awful. Don't get me don't get me wrong, but like if you were to just look at Jason David and pull up his stats, like someone who would have never seen him play before would say. Hey, this guy Jason David in this three-year period for the Saints was pretty good, no? Like you would just look at his stats and see the number of interceptions, and he would not look nearly as bad as he was. Meanwhile, he probably had a lot of tackles too because he probably yeah, yeah he was being thrown at every play. <laughs> Meanwhile, you look at Spagnola's resume and you would see worst defense in NFL history. That's why it's an easy choice. The Saints players were openly revolting against him and not listening to him. Right, but the, but that, the season was the season was lost. This was this was Peyton's. It wasn't just, and this wasn't like. And so I feel like that. I feel like that season was lost. Nothing, it, nothing was ever gonna. The Saints were never gonna have any chance in hell that season of any success. So to me, it's like it doesn't really matter. It's like yeah, they were shit. It, it's almost it's almost like you know what? Now that I think about it, I'm actually happy that they were the worst defense in in his in the NFL history because if, if you're going to be if you're going to suck which they were they were always going to suck without Peyton looking back on it now they had no chance they had absolutely Joe Vitt coaching the team come on uh, they had no <laughs> chance uh, so to me it's like you know what 2012 that was that it was going to be a shitty season you know what you might as well Aaron Cromer's well, done some really great things with his life since yeah, uh, his life. oh Jesus I forgot about Cromer too yeah Cromer had to do the first two games right while Vitt was the interim, the interim interim yeah. no Cromer yeah. did the first he did the first Four? I thought four. Cromer did the first four. six. No, four. no. Four. Yeah, it was four. Yeah, it was four, I think. Uh, I mean, so uh, honestly, I feel like if you're going to go if go big or go home, if you're going to if you're going to suck, just be be the best at sucking. Be the best that you can be at sucking. And that's what they did in 2012. That's what Steve he, Steve Spagnuolo should have a statue next to Gleason. It was the first six. the best game. at something. It was. Cromer was two and four. Joe Vitt was five and five. Yeah. Wow. Well, Joe Vitt is just a fucking a, a coaching genius, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm you gotta go. You, uh, you gotta go with uh, 
uh, Jason David. Well, didn't jo- didn't Cromer get busted for like choking out a girl or yeah. something? Yeah, when he's in Buffalo, I think. I think he's back. Yeah, he's I think punching, he's back with punching the, a child in the face and throwing his fishing pole in the lake and then threatening to kill his entire family. <laughs> yep, that's our head coach. Interim, interim, of course. Interim, interim. He's with the Rams now, I think. He, oh well, wait. So you're telling me he was on the team that beat us? Ugh, I and think that so. Game. Yeah. Oh, God, that makes it worse. Uh, my pick is Spags, man. I mean, I, I'll never. I can I'll never be the same after watching that defense play for a year. Yeah, I mean, how that team, how that defense shut out a team, I will never fucking understand in my entire life how oh, what should. i was gonna say what i was gonna say about spags is it wasn't even like it was junior galette and a bunch of knuckleheads it was like when you hear the reports it's like shanley and roman harper and malcolm jenkins like those were the guys that stopped playing for him i mean all three of those guys were just like yeah by the end of the year like he'd call out a play and we would just do something else because we knew it wasn't gonna work so I'm I'm team Spags all the way. I think I'm riding him to the championship. Yeah, I think I, I think I gotta go Spags too, just because that decision again. was so fucking terrible, and people were excited about that hire too, and it was just so bad. And I, I wonder how is if he still in the league? He's he's making all the decision, all the decisions that Kansas City has made on their defense. They got rid of Justin Houston. They traded. Um, who they trade to San Francisco? Um, they D traded. The, yeah, D, they traded D four to San Francisco, and they signed Frank Clark for a hundred million, and they they got Honey Badger and all the, like all those decisions. That's all Spags, man, because they're they 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 believe that Spagnola is going to fix their defense and get them to the Super Bowl. Uh, good fucking luck with that, Kansas City. Uh, so that wraps up. Uh, the Elite Eight. So we have a final four of the none of the top four seeds made it. We have Nick Fairley's extension. No, that's not true. Spags in the was building. a three seed. What's that? Oh yeah, Spags. Spags. Steve Stefan. So Spags is the only Spags is the only seed that made it through. Wow. So wait a minute. I'm just I'm just realizing y'all are giving me shit about freaking out and being upset about the Saints defensive line. Ralph, you named this po- this week's podcast. Let's panic about the 2019 New Orleans Saints pass rush. I know. And it <laughs> like did did I not? Did I not do a good job? You are in full panic. Like did you I like, not? Did I not nail you it? Like Lord, you lured me into your trap. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. You like my you like my uh my 4 cent uh paint graphic that I created? Yes, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. That, uh, is that, that's Sheldon Rankins, who's not going to yeah. be playing November. It's, it's perfect. It's, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> so, uh, I wanted to say before we get out of here, everybody, get yourself over to Patreon and get yourself your free koozie. People are putting it on the Twitter. It is the most amazing koozie in the world. My cat is just singing its praises as I speak. As they fucking <laughs> brawl at each other under my table. Uh, I think our new logo should be your cat's, the picture of your cat. 
So, so get over to Patreon and get your free koozie. Uh, we have all kinds of tiers. D- Dave, we just ordered a new batch of shirts. Dave is going to ship out the, the shirts to people that need them. Uh, so do it. It's amazing. And we got some really, really cool stuff cooking for the summer and kick off in the fall that you guys are going to love. So uh, do it. Uh, so, you get, you Andrew. Got, you, don't, you don't have any uh, Twitter questions? Uh, no, because when I do the live stream, and I hope that it works, I just uh, let the, the live stream people do the questions. No, you got to still ask Twitter. There are people on Twitter who aren't on the live stream who still yeah, want to ask. Yeah, I guess I, sh- I, I should have. But can we declare the live stream in my new dial-up? Uh, can we declare it a success? Because we didn't have any hiccups. We didn't have any crises tonight. Andrew, I think we can. <laughs> we had a couple close calls. I think. Um, well, other than my my it, internet, my internet dropped right off the bat. Yeah, your internet yeah. dropped. I think the stream died for about two seconds at one point. Yeah, then, the, uh, the, the the termites. And then you the choked cap- out during the uh, Hauser pyramid scheme. Yeah, but uh, we yeah. just rebooted it and it's good. So, um, yeah, by the no, way, no, no call dropping so this was this was much better i'm gonna i'm gonna re-listen to this one tomorrow morning and and give my give give my critiques yes and remember people we do this every day me and andrew and you think it's the dead period but it ain't the fucking dead period man seven dollars a month you get a saints podcast every freaking day and a koozie why aren't you doing it so for dave for andrew all the people in the live stream, we appreciate you for hanging out with us for an hour. Uh, we will see you next week. The bar is closed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.